All right, welcome back, guys. Uh, we are here at the Tackle Direct Studio. Guys, I want to remind you, if you got a boat for sale, uh, get it listed on BassBoatForSale.com. Uh, whether you're, if you're looking for a used boat, you're looking for a new boat, they got them there too. Uh, some really top quality merchandise available over there. A lot of guys are upgrading. A lot of guys want to move their boat. This is the place, BassBoatForSale.com. Go check it out. And um, and right now we're gonna we're gonna switch gears, man, and we're gonna keep keep chatting fish. And I see J.K. still with us. Glad you're with us, buddy. Uh, I can't, uh, I can't, uh, can't get away from you guys. If I, if I leave now, I got to go do some boring, boring work. So I'd rather <laughs> kick it with you guys, man. I'm, I've been missing you guys. I know. Well, we've been Good missing to you back. too. Good we've to hear your voice. We've been missing you too. And, uh, and I want to just give a, another shout out to Mike Reed and Matt Henry. Appreciate those guys both for joining us and, and telling us their stories and, uh, and we're going to switch gears and go and dive into Lake Pickwick because you, we had a Bassmaster Elite there that was uh, a really interesting tournament. You and our own GDP, you're developing a history on Pickwick Lake, man. You're you're getting pretty consistent over there. Yeah, you know it's funny. I, I fished Pickwick this week with with not even thinking about history because uh, we were mm. there last year. If you guys remember that tournament, we had a seven foot flood where we had the yeah. first was canceled. So, you know. I, I generally go into an event, obviously. You know, you always want to kind of do back history on, on YouTube. Old tournaments are there. On this one, I didn't do none of that because I just wanted to put the boat in the water and start completely fresh. I never loaded any of my waypoints in from last year because I knew it would be just totally different fishery. Mm -hmm. um, in the morning, the first day of practice, uh, I didn't even know where to start. I, I was literally driving. Everything's a far ride there, so we, we launched uh, on the other side up in Tennessee. You know, if you wanted to be in Florence, it's an hour car ride to get down there right. to ramps. So I, I was literally just driving and in the morning, and I'm like, man, where do I want to start at? So as as I'm driving the 45-minute ride just down towards Florence, I'm thinking to myself, well, let's check the projection schedule on the flow. Right, right. And I can see that uh, a couple of days the flow was looking really good, but for a tournament on the long projection – it was only showing 18 thousandths, which on Pickwick, uh, 80 is really good. So 18 thousandths, barely any water movement. So that kind of pushed me to head towards Florence, beca Florence because Florence is very narrow. So what currently we're having would have a little more effect versus going down Lake where it's real wide. So that kind of led me to start towards Florence. And it's pretty wild how this whole practice unfolded because I put the boat in the water. And uh, I literally pulled up Lake Master, and I'm looking around, and, and I see one little area that just, to me, looks like kind of a, you know, a, a good front push pinch point, basically. I put the boat in. I, I run where I, I looked on the map at. I literally put the trolling motor down, and on my Mega Live, I saw there was a stump right in front of me. This is a true story. I saw there was a stump right off the drop on the front of this. And I pick up big worm. I throw the big worm in there first cast. I get to three and a half pounder. Holy smokes, man. And I was like, huh. And then I, I span up a little more. And at 360, I see a few more stumps way up there. So I, I literally span the, the live a little more. And I'm like, oh, there's a fish on the next one. So I get down and take the hook off. I throw it to the very next stump. Dunk. And I'm like, no freaking way. You got to be kidding me. I literally figured it out like the first second I was there. Wow. And like that area where I had them first, I had eight or nine bites I shook off after that in that same general area. That's where I spent the entire event, as far as that goes. But wow. in practice, we had 
We had one day in practice where the water was 78,000 was pushing. It was really good. So that day I spent the entire day graphing because I said, if they're going to set up, this is going to be the day. If they're going to set up on the fronts, and you're really going to be able to see them really good. So I, I found three or four, you know, decent-sized schools. Um, but and this is all close to Florence, so the, which is which is where the the Lake Wilson Dam discharges. Yeah. So the day that they're pulling a lot of water, I I literally ran the entire lake. Everything mm -hmm. I thought stuck out that I thought the fish should be on, I went from Florida all the way down to, to Counts. I mean, I, I ran the whole lake in one day, just running all these areas. So I spent 12, 13 hours that day just graphing. All right. Yeah, never throwing a gas. $300 in fuel later. Uh, at least, probably. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous nowadays. Um, but, man, it, it was a really cool event for me. Uh, one other thing that I got on, I'm not sure if you saw it or not alive, I also got on a brim bed bite. Nice. Yeah. So, Buddy Gross, who, who knows Pickwick really well, Mm -hmm. uh, day day two or three, Buddy pulls on the side of me in the morning. He goes, and, and a lot of the brim beds are by docks. He goes, man, you get them off them docks? I said, I ain't fishing the docks, Buddy. I said, I'm fishing brim bed. His face went like that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was pretty cool. I, I ended up catching a couple four-pounders off brim beds in the tournament. Oh, nice. That helped me tremendously. Uh, so kind of what the deal was, this was the deal for me. And, and it really started to unfold more in the event because a lot of times in the tournament, uh, you really learn a lot more about the areas you're fishing versus in practice because you're not pounding them in practice. You know, you're just kind of like trying to get a feel, trying to get a gauge what's going on. Mm -hmm. But in a tournament scenario, man, you pull up, you see it all unfold in front of you. You're casting on them, you're catching them, you're doing all that stuff. So I started to notice day day one, I, I basically focused on that little stumpy area, which was if you have a, a, a contour and it kind of just made a wrap and the, and the water current was coming down right to it, it was like a perfect spot. Uh, Day one, I fished the stumps mostly, caught 16 pounds pretty quick, 16-14, which is a great bag in this tournament. Uh, day two, I started to notice when I pulled in there, and I was spanning my Mega Live around, I wasn't seeing the fish on them. So something changed a little bit. So what I did was I backed off, and I got on top of the contour, and I, I got my 360 penguin out looking there. Looking out. Yes, and I had it looking out, and I started to see like six or seven little pods. Suspended. Of fish just off the point. Dude, that's so awesome. Yeah. We, lo we learned that little little tip uh, you need to eat your microphone a little bit more jocelyn's giving me the hand signals over there Got thanks Josh. that better yeah that's better the uh but we learned we learned that tip i learned it uh from colo over at hummingbird and uh jk who was it who was it buddy gross but, talking to us about that you know where you're uh, yes. using the side imaging and you're yep. you're shooting out off the break you're in the shallow water shooting out and those on the black screen those fish become so apparent. Very. You can see them like there's no tomorrow. That's amazing. So I got on the top side of this this contour, and it's just still first thing in the morning. Like I said, I, I you know, Mega Live is so good. You can just you can just span the trees. And if they're not there, I can yeah. see. So um, I got on top of the contour, and then my, my 360 refreshed, and I was like, oh, my God, they're everywhere. Yeah. I could see, like I said, pods of like six or seven fish per pod. They were – it, there wasn't much current, but they were moving so fast. As soon as that thing would refresh, I'm I'm sitting there waiting. If you watch live, I'm just sitting there and I'd, I'd fire out to the pod as fast as I could. Yeah. And I was in the morning the third day. I was getting a bite almost every time I got on top of one. That's so awesome. Yeah. At one point, it refreshed, and when it refreshed, right on the side of my boat, there they were. I went, I zoomed my bail, let it fall straight down, and I got a good one. Wow. Yeah. So for me, the the biggest key obviously was forward-facing sonar, mm -hmm. and 360 was king. Right. Always right. is. I mean, that's that's the biggest key. I caught all the fish this week uh, throwing a river warmer drop shot. 
Mm-hmm. I actually said on live, I said, man, I'm getting low on river worms. And I got back, I had a message from river worms. says, let us know whatever you want. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Um, so you, did, did you order? I didn't do it yet. I told my call him this week. Come on, man. Yeah, we need to get Here some <laughs> Um Load up. Yeah, you know, it was just a really good week, Pete. You know, day day one, I had boat 78, so I was kind of worried. You know, because our guys, I mean, they literally, if they find everything. There's yeah. no secrets. You know, we all have great mapping. We all have the same electronics pretty much. Um, so getting on an area can be really hard sometimes. I did pull up day one, and Prosnick was there. So Prosnick was just down for me a hair. You have to understand on, on ledge events, uh, it's very specific where you're fishing. You know, you might be 20 oh, yeah. feet from somebody, but you're fishing something totally different. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the big thing that yep. people have to understand. Twenty five I mean, yards off and you might as well be twenty five miles. Yeah, it's and it's literally like that. And you know, with ledge fishing too, people gotta understand, you know, when you think about a ledge, I think the average person probably thinks, Okay, it's a it's a big tapering drop that falls into the river channel. Yeah, that's true, but a ledge can also be a two or three foot drop on the Tennessee River. It could be against the bank, it could be way out in the center. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really gauge off of depth. It's just more of a, a bar, basically, a drop. Right. You know. Well, it's interesting because we learned that on the Chesapeake, like just a little lip. Yes. Just six-inch drop can yep. hold them here. Yep. And it's the same there. You know, I, I yeah, everybody goes out to the river channel and they yep. watch that big break. Yep. But a lot of time it's it's that secondary break that's up on top. Yeah. And that can be the deal. You know, one of the biggest things that I can tell you. So one thing we're dealing with with more and more nowadays is is fishing pressure. You know, fishing pressure nowadays, especially on the Tennessee River, whether it's Gunnersville, Chickamauga, Pickwick, the fish are, are really getting smart. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's really it seems really hard to find the mega schools nowadays. They're everything's so broken up. So with that being said, they're really relating to things now that, man, I would say ninety five percent of people would just drive by because even though the contour is just so small, they're using it now. You know, it's it's a really good tip to tell you guys. If you guys are watching, you guys are in that area. Some of the some of the little sneaky schools that I found in practice, gosh, man, the contour was a squiggly line that big, and they were literally just sitting on the front side of it. Yeah, I mean, real sneaky. That's a, well, that that's what separates the men's fr- yep. from the boys. That's what you did down there. Yep. And I I want to throw it over to Jocelyn uh, for uh, some IM questions. Yes, we have a question from John. He wants to know, what type of bait did you find best matched the brim bed you were fishing? Yeah, so so the brim bed bite. Now, this is kind of weird, and I actually asked uh, Mark Menendez about this one. Uh, good it, Tennessee River source. Yeah, very good. I mean, a guy lives in Kentucky. Yep. Uh, you know, when you're brim bed fishing, we, we got a video coming out, and I gave the the real hardcore basis in this video coming out. But for me, whenever I'm on the Tennessee River, it always seems to be some kind of big worm. Always seems to be really good on the Tennessee River. There's something about that really long profile so, that so kills them there. So I asked Mark about it. And uh, what, what would he call them? What are the things in the water? They're like, they're like lampreys. lampreys. Yeah, so Mark said, man, there's so many lamprey in the Tennessee River, he thinks that the largemouth eat them like crazy. So that's, mm-hmm. that's what he really truly thinks why the big worm is the deal. Mm. You know, so every time I went brim bed, and I, and I can tell you this about brim bed fishing too, guys. There was probably 30 brim beds that I found, okay? The one key to brim bed fishing is if you can find a brim bed that has some kind of cover really close to it is usually key, whether it's grass, a log, a dock, because a largemouth just won't sit on a brim bed. On that's a all by itself. Yeah, yes, yeah. They, 
they they still want something sure. they can get Makes behind, sense. you know, and still ambush and still attack. Yep. Or vice versa, just slide off and hang out for a little bit. Right. So my key brim beds on Pickwick were just that, which that that's all across the country. Even on Gunner until two years ago when I was getting my brim beds, you know, there was a lot of laydowns around the brim beds. Mm-hmm. It, you got to find something that's going to really allow it to stick out. Right. It's like the spot on the spot. Right, right. You know, something special. So, But that big worm was the key. Big worm was the key. I just threw a magnum trick worm on the brim beds and got them. Gotcha. Yep. It's so weird. Like, I've been out there on uh, uh, Kentucky Lake yep. and others would, and you, you're throwing this 12-inch monster worm, and, yep. and you're getting 12-inch bass biting it. Yep. You know? JK, that, I mean, that's that's a huge thing on those that Tennessee River. It is, man. And I, you know, I was watching, I was on my way home and I was watching Greg when he asked Mark that. And I mean, the first thing that went through my mind was lampreys. I I grew up going to Gunnersville as early as I could drive and pull a boat. And I caught, I mean, a big worm, I caught more on a 10 inch big worm than anything over there. And it's, I've I've had them have lampreys in there coming out of their throats. So I've, I've seen it. I, you know, I think I think that's a big deal. I don't I don't know any and, other reason, but that's the one thing that came through my mind. And you and throw the you throw the little worm, and it's like they don't even see it. Don't touch it. Uh-uh. You know, it's <laughs> like it's non-existent. <laughs> yep. Exactly. The bigger the worm, the better. To follow up on that question, what color and type of robo worms were you using? Uh, so for me, I I really I only throw. Wait, yeah. Riz Riz knows. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I morning only, dawn, morning dawn, morning dawn. Wrong. It's Aaron's <laughs> Aaron's morning dawn is my number one <laughs> yeah. color. So the Aaron's morning dawn has a white uh, belly to it, which okay. I think kind of stands out a little bit better. Uh, the only other color that I really truly throw a lot would be Margarita Mutilator. It's got a little bit darker. It's got a darker bottom. It's got a darker hue to the body. So, like, when the water conditions early in the morning uh, or just lower light or less visibility seems to play. Uh, but Aaron's Morning Dawn, I, I've I've literally thrown that every place I've been in the country and I have called smallmouth, largemouth, spotted bass. Off. Crazy how good it works in, like, dirty water, too. Like, it does. It just – I, I don't wild. know. I, it, you know, to us – Like it, Delaware it, River dirty. Water. Yeah, all that. <laughs> yeah. To us it fades away, but I think to a bass it still hangs out and stands out. Yeah. They can see obviously a lot better than right, we think right. we can see. You know they can see. Okay. Well, we we exp- I know uh, Robo Worms listening, so we expect to see some of those packs yeah. of worms here yeah, at the Bass Studio. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you know the, hey, the, 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 the when you get your order. They're the deal. I mean, I, I I couldn't agree with you more. Like the 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 Robo the Robo Worm Morning Dawn, it flat out works everywhere. Yeah, it flat out works. Right. If you guys are going to buy any, that's the one you obviously want to want to get just pick your size they got three sizes jk that's what we were throwing on well uh we had some morning dawn action but we had the robo worm going on when we were down on gville two years ago too vertical dropping on them through eelgrass mats well that's the other this is this is the other side of the tennessee river going back to the pressure uh man a drop shot a nico rig a shaky head offshore seems to be by far the most consistent way that you can catch these pressured fish nowadays you know, if you if you watch the old tournaments years ago, it almost didn't matter what you threw in there. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, that finesse presentation will get you the bites, even when the water's not moving. Which typically, you know, you, you heard the other guys say they threw a spoon in there. Spoons mm-hmm. are a great way to get these fish to react to it because it's something that's so erratic. You're still going to get a reaction out of it. You know, that's why you saw Lester a lot of times. He was burning that big crankbait because you had to get the fish to react. And once yep. you fired school, you can you can generally catch more. Right, right. I yep. see it a lot in uh, the um, the finesse approach first 
is can is, yep. is something I, that I'm we're seeing. It. I'm with it. You know, as opposed to coming in power yep. fishing right out of the gate. Yep. Nick know? talked about that last week. Absolutely right. That that's the big takeaway, right? And the Nico rig, um, Neco rig is like, man, that's coming out of the, uh, yep. a lot of winners boxes right out of the gate. Yep. Ned Ned's hard to beat offshore. Ned mm-hmm. rig. Yep. You know, um, it, it's all that stuff. The other side of it is too, like. You know, when I'm when I'm Texas rigging a drop shot out there, I'm still putting that thing on a four rot. I'm putting it on a big hook. I mean, when they bite that thing, I wanna I wanna jack them. Right. So uh, you know, even with a spinning rod, I'm setting hook as hard as I can. I yeah, got that yeah. thing to a twenty pound braid to a twelve pound fluoro. Like I'm pulling. Mm-hmm. You know, right. and then from there it's just gonna be a play fight. Well, great finish. Thank you. Now you mm-hmm. got you got some some tournaments in your wheelhouse coming up. I hope so. I hope mm-hmm. so. You got know, a thousand th- islands on the schedule. Yeah, St. Lawrence is going to be in about a little over a month from now. Uh, you know, it's going to be a little different this year. It's been really cold up there. They had one really warm week, but it's been really cold. I've been mm-hmm. there before, so our tournament is the second week in July. I have been there before that time of year when they're on beds everywhere. So you 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 potentially could see a Bassmaster tournament if they're on beds up there, even the tail end of it. I think you'll see a hundred pounds. Wow! In yeah. four days, I yeah. really truly do. Yeah. Yep. That'll be that'll be amazing. That would be the first time that I have ever heard of a century belt in a smally tournament, potentially. I've never been up there during the spawn. I can't imagine what that's like. It's, just, there must be five pound footballs as far as the eye can see. There's 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 twenty pounds will not get you anything up there when they're on beds. Twenty five to twenty seven, yeah, you're gonna be sniffing something. <laughs> Seriously. I, I've uh, been up there when they're on beds and uh I was in this one area up there and I was pulled down and, and Literally, wherever I looked, there was five pounders, and you can catch them multiple times. Nice, stupid. Yeah. Well, we are we are going up to Sturgeon Bay uh, next week with the Humminbird guys. Nice. And uh, we may very well see some footballs. Yes, you will. Uh, on <laughs> on the bed, and um, it may be even pre-spawn. You know, with I would the weather say. patterns that are going on. You yeah. Know? Yep. That's uh, I I can't I can't wait for that, but. Uh, I, I can't wait for the uh, – and we're going to be seeing some top-secret new Humminbird products. Oh, yeah. And I know you have them. And we may have to, you know, use some torture devices to get <laughs> more details. My lips are sealed, Pete. I'm sorry. <laughs> Take away all his morning dawn worms. That's right. I ain't got no use them all. <laughs> <laughs> but but let, me, let me ask you this. what From what you've seen, give, give me a great – like – is it is it blowing your hair back? Is it really really good, or is it uh, is it just average? What what what? Give me that impression on what the new product. The or torture the new, has begun. First the, off, the new technology is going to offer us. First off, it's never average. Let's put it that way. <laughs> um, you know, uh, the first thing I so when I got in the water, the first thing I said to the guys, I was with the IT guys. I said, "You guys never cease to impress me." Awesome. It's just the the one thing about Humbird Minkota, they always just take it everything to the next level mm-hmm. and that's exactly what i that's all i can say that's it's some next level stuff good. you're a tech guy you're very good with you as good as anybody with the electronics so that coming from you is uh I, i'm super excited it's I, impressive i can't wait to see uh my boat's covered up guys what they got yep <laughs> <laughs> is it outside it's not damn all right we'll have to we'll have to wait till next week <laughs> all right fair enough but uh all right. Well, good job. Congratulations again. Uh, what do we? Is this a classic year for GDP? I mean, I I hope so because where the classic is next year, I really want to fish that place. 
It's on the Tennessee River. Oh, yeah, Knoxville. Last year I was there for a regular points tournament, and uh, I, I really, truly think I figured it out. Like, it's really hard to catch five fish there. Mm-hmm. Day one of that event I probably caught 25 keepers, and wow. I figured something out. And it's going to be really close to the same time of year we were there, and I was the only one doing it. Nice. Yep. So I, if I can maybe, you know, get a few days more practice of doing that, I might be able to build something pretty special. Awesome. Yep. You're in now, right? You're you're As of now, yeah. Where are you at in points? 38th. All right, and, you know, we're just keep on doing your thing. You're, yep. Yep, we got yep. the northern swing coming. Yeah. And, uh, Heck yeah. Yeah, that's Fingers awesome. Crossed. We'll be rooting for you. Thank you. Nice. And uh, we'll be hearing it all on Bash University. Heck, yeah. And, um, you know, we've had some, uh, you know, amazing tournament uh, that took place this week. The Ike Foundation took place on the Upper Chesapeake. And uh, this was a this was an interesting tournament because it – it didn't fish like uh, like it did last year. Um, the twenty pound bags were everywhere last year, you know. And uh, we were there in June. We had a a little bit of a, a, a more of a struggle this year in a challenge challenging tournament situation. But our own Rich Leadbeater scored third place. Well done, Riz. Oh yeah, thanks guys. So where where did it go down this year at on the bay? Where at? Like what what section? Here's my takeaway. Uh, and I the 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 hard cover dominated the top finishers uh, wow. of, of our tournament this year. This time of year, I would say hundred yeah. percent. Seriously. Well, th- last well, year, the last two years, last year, I'm just saying last year the soft cover, the grass yeah. dominated first, second through tenth. This year, top four finishes, th- first and second and fourth were all hard cover habitat that that dominated. Riz did it on the grass and third place. You were you won the grass tournament, Riz. I, I guess you could say that. Uh, <laughs> but I, <laughs> you, 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 there's only one way to win the tournament. You got to win the tournament. Um, but <laughs> well put, Riz. it was uh, <laughs> it was pretty dynamic, Pete. And how I had to fish on on how I had to fish the Chesapeake. And every once in a while, you fish a tournament where. You don't win, but you have a good finish, but you're really happy with how you fished. And this is one of those instances where I can say that. Um, I only had one day to practice. Uh, I got a ton of stuff. Anybody who follows me on social knows I'm actively fixing up a house right now that I purchased back in April on the Chesapeake, which is awesome. But my, my, my fishing time is pretty leveraged right now. I I only get some select time to really get out there and get after it. So I had one day to practice. Um, and I knew that the, the flat had been fishing tough, but I wanted to be able to fish my strengths, which is, which is grass. So I had to kind of do some things a little bit unique to, to make it all work. And, um, Kudos to my dad. He he uh he fished the tournament with me, and it was actually his first time fishing a tournament on the Chesapeake. And he's he, still at the chiropractor's office right now. <laughs> he really he really doesn't have much of a background bass fishing for grass. I mean, he's a great angler. He's a he's a really good striper fisherman. Um, but so he came down on Friday and just jumped in the boat, and I he probably spent four hours on the boat with me on Friday. Um. Caught a couple four and a half pounders, said peace, I'm out of here, and just and left. But but so anyway, we we, we kind of got him going on the on the grass fishing, how to how to work the baits through the grass, what's effective, what's not. Um, and uh, he caught a key fish for us at the at the end of the day, the last stop of the day. Um, you know, we were we were on the flat at that time in an area that that I had caught some big ones, but 
it's you know not top of the flat it's kind of you know far out there and um i i look back and i said hey i think we need to go go check this area one more time and he said i was just about to say the same exact thing but i didn't want to break your focus so i said all right if you were thinking it, i was thinking it we got to go and uh we rolled over there and i'm looking at it the water didn't look great and i actually said I said, man, this, this watercolor doesn't look great for me. So, uh, you know, we'll fish it for a few minutes, but I'm not going to force it. And before I even got that sentence out of my mouth, he said, he, he, he always says, you know, cause he comes from the, the saltwater back and he says, I'm on, I'm on, <laughs> you know, where we say either fish or net or got one. He says, I'm on. And so I look back and his rod stubbled over and a four pounder comes tail walking out. And, uh, you know, that was the fish that really jumped us up to where we were. Um, so your dad carried the team. Yeah, well, he carried that one in. He 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 did. He you know he go Jocelyn. That's right. He he. So he really he did. You know we had um we had a couple things going on and he actually put the first keeper of the day in the boat and the last keeper of the day. There was a lot of stuff that happened in between, but those two things I always say the the first and the fifth are the hardest. Yep. And he uh he 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 put those together, but it was it was awesome, man. Um kind of had to fish the flat uh like i said a very different way tapped into our, our delaware river fishing routes a little bit man and, uh, i i seen it i seen it because i was on the flat and i seen riz's boat zero 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 yeah you were flying around like you were running the tide yeah that's 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 what it was man i had a few areas that i knew what the water needed to be on those areas in order to get a bite because like like we said it's it's fishing tough but it like is. there's yeah. i i, I kind of like when tough tournaments come around because you can put together some unique off the wall stuff and and if they work you're gonna do pretty good uh well we needed one more great big one to to have a shot great at the big one yeah oh my gosh the guys that yeah. had, had almost a seven pounder yeah you know that wound up winning yeah we needed one like that to to to, to really do it we had about a two and a half pounder in the bag we never were able to shake off but um all in all it was it's a great day man you know it's uh sometimes when the fishing is tough and you you think about doing some some stuff that you know is app seems absolutely crazy sometimes it works so yeah well you, you, <laughs> you did great you did great you made uh you know a lemonade out of lemons because it was tough Grass yeah. and, and and I, JK, you've been following this tournament forever because oh, yeah. you know you're you you you're probably a, a Chesapeake expert after talking to us for <laughs> so I, long. I know I know the bay pretty well, man. I, <laughs> I I can't wait for the schedule to line up to where I can actually participate in fishing. I de totally plan on next year making it up for a night foundation yeah. event. See put, you next put, year. Yeah, yeah, so Jocelyn, keep it on the bay. Don't <laughs> don't don't go down to the Potomac. Yeah, yeah if, if you guys can, yeah, don't go schedule the bay. a elite <laughs> tournament. <laughs> <laughs> no, keep, make sure you keep scheduling on top of the elite. Yes. <laughs> I want to fish it. Let's keep Greg on the road. Yes, yes. We have very specific uh, rules Guidelines. for you to follow, Josh. Yeah. In June, there's so many tournaments. It's so hard yeah, I know, I know. to schedule something yeah. like this. Well, we uh, in, in uh, somebody has entered our podcast. I'm not sure. Siri. I think I was Siri on somebody's phone. <laughs> something went uh, wrong. It was not a stellar tournament for me, and uh, I had identified the hard cover, and I I, I rolled out with the grass bite. Um, I, I was 50-50. I didn't know where I was going to start. I'm like, 
because I I was I caught them the same way on both types of patterns, um, and I just I flipped a coin and and I had the the bad boat draw courtesy of Jocelyn, and um, so <laughs> Good I, boat draw. I was very I, I was, it it influenced where I started because um, the hardcover if you don't if you can't get there and you can't it, it's not like grass you can still get on the grass yeah, even right. with a bad boat draw and still get into some good stuff yep. so i opted to go to the grass first by the way it was not a bad boat draw <laughs> <laughs> how's the how's the grass on the flat it's it's starting to grow is it milfoil or eelgrass milfoil's there eelgrass is coming yeah everything but the milfoil there. you're starting to see it pretty good topping out but i fish i fish grass and then i fish the hard habitat and I, if I if I had to do a do over, I would reverse that, and I yeah. think that would have put me right where I needed to be. Uh, but that's that kept me out of the running. Um, but the guys, I, you know, I fished around the guys that won uh, late in the day, and uh, congratulations to those guys uh, who I met just for the first time. And Ewing and Riccio, is that right? Yep. Yep. Congratulations, guys. Local boys. Local boys from Delaware, man. Incredible. Uh, Twenty-two pound plus bag. In the only 20-pound bag caught on the Chesapeake, J.K., that was the only one in a 100-boat field in June? Are you kidding me? That doesn't – that boggles my mind. That's yeah. – something's off. It was. It, it was a weird year, you know. Like, yeah. we, we'd have a warming – we'd have a three-day warming trend, two- or three-day warming trend, and then we'd either get smacked in the face with a cold front or a bunch of rain, yeah. and it just – that kept happening throughout the spring, and it just—I kind of—I think it just made things weird. I hope it did. Anyway, I hope it's nothing crazy. Yeah, I actually want to—I want to circle back on one thing real quick because J.K. teased it to me on the phone yesterday, and I didn't—he wouldn't give me all because he wanted to talk about it on the show. I want to know about the swim bait thing, and you know what I'm talking about. What swim bait thing? So it's been pretty cool for. Uh for this to develop and happen and and two of my big tournaments i've caught my biggest fish in in the event on it um i've had this idea for about four years to have a kind of a glide bait more of a herring blueback herring presentation and it's it was built around the herring lakes here but it's starting to expand because i want it to do things that no other glide bait does and have you know some actions and and Josh with Clutch Swim Baits, we met through Bashu. He's a Bashu subscriber, all about Bashu. You know, he he's brought this to life, and it's uh it's the exact profile of a Ooh. of a five and three quarter inch herring. So this is you know the first bait I've ever designed. It's it's thin, and if you take all of your glide bait lessons and you go out there and you try to fish this thing, you'll think it's it's dumb and it's not it doesn't work. It requires a different action. It's, it's something that we're kind of calling a high performance glide. Think of like high performance sports car, if you will, um, allows you to fish it faster. So thinking the, the post-spawn months, the summer months, the fall months, when fish are chasing things down and want to go fast, this is, this is, kind of fills a, a, a niche in a category that I've been wanting forever. We just never had the the exact bait available to us on the market. And right now it's not available. It's just in my tackle box and, and Josh's. <laughs> so it's really cool, really cool to, 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 to go out and, uh, you know, catch my biggest one in the all American on it. 
catch my biggest one at the Lake Hartwell NPFL on it. Um, that was like a five pounder, four and three quarter or something like that. Um, got some new colors that are being sent to me. It's a, a unique material. A lot, it's labor intensive. So I have no clue what the future is with this bait. Um, but to be able to dream something up and, and have it put some fish in the boat. Um, there are days that I've had at Lake Lanier this year that would just blow your mind, you know, like four bags of over 20 pounds worth of spots, you know, showing themselves on this thing. It, it, it's, it's wild. JK, you were talking to, I, I saw a, a comment on the, the all American, you, it, you like, you're able to work it faster or what? Explain if you that. don't work it fast, it won't work. This is not a slow glide bait. It is made for you to, like this isn't your big winch swim bait reel kind of deal. This is, you can work it on a seven to one to an eight to one gear ratio. Um, you can twitch it some. Uh, I've caught fish out of 10 to 14 feet of water with it where where I've added some, some weight to it and I've played. So there's another version that we might kind of come up with. But for right now, the the way it comes to you would be high in the water column thinking your blueback herring bite thank your thank your top water bite you know that's it's gonna it's gonna draw draw strikes when you're on when they're coming up um so it's it's really shine during the herring spawn but i mean i went out to lake hamilton and there's no blueback herring there um it's just more of a compact tournament size i mean it's only five and three quarter inches so it doesn't have this huge profile but the drawing power we put a lot bigger eye in it the drawing power is insane with it but yes you want to it's it's made to keep moving this isn't something you slow down pause or anything like that it is a completely different bait and works on multiple different styles of retrieves you know, it's got kind of a wiggle. It's got, we, we're kind of calling it the dart because it's almost like a darter bait, um, which is a subcategory of glide baits is really what it is. You know, it's just not like anything else. So it's, it would provide, it would need a lot of education to pick up and use, but I, I just, I can't believe the things that I'm seeing on it. And I'm, I'm taking a perch colored one up to Saginaw here in about a month. So I'll be the only, only one with that, you know, but we'll see if they eat it. I, I I've heard, I've heard rumors that they, that they eat big perch up there. So we'll see. Ah, uh, well, they love the perch up North. No doubt. Well, that's uh shout out to Josh at clutch swim baits. Yeah, and thank you, by the way, for my clutch swim baits, Josh, I appreciate yep. it. And, uh, Appreciate you supporting Bash U, and we we love the glides, and uh, uh, look forward to seeing more about this one. J.K. Is, is this a is this a Justin Kimmel signature series? Is that what's going on? I've heard of Kim, I've heard of Kimmel designs in the housing market, but never in this in the bait category. They're branching out. <laughs> oh, you're branching out with Kimmel designs. Yeah. Okay, Kimmel designs and, and clutch swim baits uh, <laughs> kind of merging together. Honestly, man, I. I had no aims of trying to bring a bait to life like this. I just wanted this bait for years. And Josh and I got carried away in a, in a conversation one night and man, in three weeks, we, he had something kind of, he, he's an incredible talent is what he is. Um, 
and uh, I kind of told him the profile, and I, we didn't even know if it would work. The bait's thinner, you know. You got to be careful. You can't just sling this thing up against docks. I've broken three of them, you know. You, but you can't be boat flipping them a bunch of big fish on it either, you know. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool um, to to at least have something. So I kind of want it for myself for a long time, you know. But <laughs> but I don't know. Josh Josh obviously uh, is 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 thinking differently, and we'll see. And we'll let you know. All right, we're we're going to be w- watching you at the MPFLs. When's your next derby? Uh, I think three weeks from now. What's the date? Yeah. So on June twenty fourth, I I pack up and leave, and practice will start the twenty sixth. Saginaw Bay, uh, in Michigan, supposed to be largemouth and big smallmouth. I I I think the smallmouth might be around the spawn. At you know they might be on beds, they might not. I, I don't know. I'm just excited. I, I've heard stories of 150 to 200 fish days up there. This is more of a vacation than a tournament, man. Well, we'll. Uh, I'm not allowed to talk to you about it, but check out our social. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to Saginaw? Yeah, we're going. We're le- we're next week. We'll be up there. Uh, with, oh, with- I thought you said sturgeon. But I, I guess that's I, maybe. the same Great Lakes, I guess. Huh? I'm confused now. I don't know where I'm going. We're going <laughs> off of Lake Michigan is on the Wisconsin <laughs> side. So I don't know. Whatever bay's over there, man, that's what we're, we're going. We're over on Huron. Yeah, okay. That one's going to be on Huron. I so got you. Not, well, not the same. Okay. Well, then we can talk. But, yeah, there we go. All right. Well, <laughs> it was good. It, we're going to – let's give away some stuff. We, we're, uh, we've we got a lot going on. GDP Ooh. hasn't slept for 48 hours. I've never seen him <laughs> tired. He's looking a little sleepy for the first time. No, he's fine. Uh, another couple hours of uh, of podcast. You got it in you? Let's do it. How many, co- right. how many coffees on the way home, Greg? Uh, only – well, there was no Wawa's in that direction. It's only one. Only one? Whoa. Really? Yeah, in Front Royal, there was a Wawa, so I stopped there. Really? Yeah, I know. <laughs> when I do the out. overnight drives, I'm usually one – like one every four hours. If I'm not I... around them, I don't get coffee. Really? Yeah, I just don't drink. What, what do you what, – yeah. what keeps you up? Nothing. Life. Really? Life. Liberty. Life. Pursuit Life. of happiness. There you yeah, go. Well, you know, <laughs> you're doing living it, man. The living the dream. Living the dream, man. For Good sure. Year. Awesome. Well, we got a Facebook like and share uh, contest we're giving away – a six-month Bash UTV uh, subscription. Okay, that's what we're going to give away for yep. Facebook like and share. Go do it right now and get entered into that contest. We're going to give that away. And we, and we a have a grand prize of a $50 uh, Tackle Direct coupon. Tackle Direct. Are, are you ready? I'm Chris? ready. I'm Come ready. Let's, All right. uh, let's, so see what, gonna, let's see who's paying attention. Joss is going to monitor the message board for this, and I know the answers. What were the two lakes that Matt Henry competed on in the Barry's Tournament Team Trail? Oh. What were the names of the two lakes that Matt Henry competed on for the Barry's Tournament Team Trail? Justin's like, this is such low-hanging fruit, but not for us. I can't. I Oh, I remember one of them now. I can't. I, I got him. I know the answer. I remember. But that's only because I've talked to you a million times I about think, it. I think they have to start yeah. naming lakes. Um, something a little easier. There's a lot of different names out there that's very hard to pronounce. <laughs> yeah, there. Are you having trouble? Are you seeing some wrong no, answers not coming yet, in? Not yet, but yeah. That that one link, the Ohe or whatever, that always gets me. Awahi. Awahi. Ohe. That is a tricky one. Ohe. Yeah. Ohe. I heard Ohe. That is. Is Mike Reed moving next to Lake Ohe? Uh, no, Justin. He'll be. He'll be so far away from there. He'll. 
He's literally in Minot, North Dakota, and uh, I think his shortest drive to a BFL tournament would be like 12 hours. F that. Wow. <laughs> he's, well, he's, he's in the Air Force. Can't he fly? <laughs> <laughs> Use one yeah. of them cargo planes and take the whole rig, man. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He could fly. Come on. Got I can't believe nobody's gotten this. I've been on this show for years. I know. And um, it's I these legs. Right Uh-oh. Do we have a possible winner? That is that is that is the correct winner. I did not say to specify the order, but those are the correct two lakes. Mr. Blake Bailey with Sinclair and Oconee. Yes. Lake Oconee, Lake Sinclair. Uh, I had the privilege of fishing one of those lakes down there with uh, both Matt Henry and Justin Kimmel. And boy, was it ever fun. Oconee? Uh, which one did we fish, JK? What'd you say? Which, which one did we fish? We fished Oconee. Oconee. And yeah. you fished Oconee I and fished Sinclair with Matt? I fished just Oconee with Matt. So I fished Oconee twice okay. with you guys. And it was and, lights out when Rich came. Gosh, like, you want to talk about fun. Fishing a fishing a frog around like docks and hardcover and sea I'll walls. Don't go too deep like, with that, Rich. Gosh, man. <laughs> that, was, that was awesome. <laughs> Rich got exposed to some of the good good. Yeah. For sure. Awesome. <laughs> Well, well, hey guys, it was great. It was a great show. We learned so much. Um, so much happening at Bass University. Uh, check out our latest releases going on every every single week, which I don't have in front of me. Who will we releasing on uh, Thursday? Uh, we'll, we've got new releases every single week. Uh, John Murray. John Murray talking John about. Murray. He's talking about drop shot. Drop shots. Going deep with the going drop shot. Going deep with yeah. the drop shot, which. Directly applies to everything that we're talking about as these ledge fishing yep. fish become pressured and educated. Yep. John now living in uh, in Tennessee in these areas, um, and he's in one of our most popular teachers and he, because he's an amazing teacher. So if you want to yep. learn this technique and learn how to go deep with a drop shot, That's right. uh, you want to go check we're, this out. We're also releasing today Greg DeBalma's Bluegill Eaters. Um, guys, there's, we're, always, we're always releasing new stuff. And uh, on Mondays, stay tuned. We're 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 releasing uh, some some remastered content that is awesome. Um, and the beauty about that stuff, Pete, is that some things get talked about that a lot of guys might have forgot about. They get forgotten about. Yep. And uh, there's some there's some real sneaky juice in there if you if you pay attention to it. I I I, I enjoy. I enjoyed the editing process of those, and I enjoy listening back on them now. So. Yeah. The re the, by the way, the Jason Christie remastered uh, this year is one of our top three uh, most viewed seminars this year. Mm -hmm. uh, so amazing stuff. A uh, lot more to come at Bash University. Join join the program. Go over to BashU.tv. It's the Frog Days of Summer. Uh, courtesy of J.K., who invented the Frog Days of Summer. Uh, at Bash U, and this is Frog Days Four, uh, for, four for Bash. And he's wearing the hat that four. you could get. That's right, the the camo hat, a uh, pair of Terminator frogs. So, join the program. It's going to help you be a better angler. We promise you, we're we're out there building this so you learn to catch more and bigger bass consistently. Get you in the check line, get fish in your hands, and and that's what we do. Gain confidence on the water at BashU.tv. Riz. Thank you, Jocelyn. Thank you, GDP. Thank you. Thank you, Matt Henry, Mike Reed. Thank you, JK. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Uh, we are going to be back next week with the winner of Pickwick, uh, Brandon Lester. 
uh, who GDP is going to be interviewing for you guys and, and make available to ask you que- answer your questions. It'll be next week right here on Bash University Live. I'm speaking Pete of Kluzek. winners, speaking of winners, Joss, who's our Facebook like? Oh, I, did I, for- <laughs> I always forget that. John Henning. Congratulations, John, John Henning. Henning. Congratulations. Thanks again for watching, everybody. We'll see you next week. Mike Iaconelli, this is Bash UTV. Here's what's awesome about Bash UTV. You get the top instructors. You will learn things at Bash U that you will learn nowhere else. And we help you build confidence with new techniques. We take the mystery and the myths out of bass fishing. Real tools that help you catch more fish consistently. At Bass UTV, shoes are optional. And I like turtles. We teach you to enjoy bass fishing. And that's why you want to check out Bass UTV. Join the Bass U family. Welcome to Bass UTV.